All right, let's talk money with you on this Friday afternoon. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. He's sitting in his Annex Wealth Management studio. Yeah. Dave, thank you so much for being Man, here. Man, so nice to be here. Love this place. Uh, money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management show is 10 a.m. on Saturdays here on WTMJ, and I always try to check that out. Uh, Dave, a good week for the markets. Markets were running this week, seriously climbing all week long. What did the markets like this week? Yeah, for sure. It was up about 6% on, on the major indexes, which is a big run. You know, we were probably oversold, but certainly reacted for a number of reasons. Most importantly, the Fed came out this week and said we we're going to start to be dovish. You know, there's three types of birds when they talk about uh, about the Federal Reserve. There's usually the, the dove and the hawk. I think they've been kind of a chicken lately, but uh, they've come out, <laughs> as a matter of fact, and said they're probably going to sit tight. You look at really what's happening, and we saw the report today through the labor report all pointing that the Fed's raising rates is doing what they intended to do, which is to slow down the economy. So when these things, this confluence happens like it is, earlier in the week, the indications of a pause, the jobs report comes out. Take us inside the dynamic of how do investors digest this? And we talk about the markets, but it's really lots and lots and lots of people and corporations. How does it play out? How does our money get impacted when these factors come together? Well, the biggest thing, of course, is interest rates. And you know, when the Federal Reserve tries to raise rates, they're trying to slow down the economy. Seems to be working. But what's happening is treasury rates have gone up significantly. A two-year treasury was as high as 5%. We saw the 10-year come down significantly this past week. Why is that important? Not only the corporations, as, as you've pointed out, but because corporations borrow money. If they can lend it if, and they can borrow it at a cheaper amount, that's better for their profitability. The same way you and I would go to the bank and try to borrow money. If it's cheaper, we'll spend more of it. Hey, Dave, what sequence of events would need to occur in order for interest rates to go back down to 6 or 5 or even lower? That's a great question. So this Fed Reserve has this thing that's called the dot plots. It's really a guess of where they think interest rates are going to go, the Federal Reserve governors. I call it the dart plots because yeah. it's kind of like a dart game. <laughs> you got pet names for everything. I do. But, you know, the uh, and I have a nice one for you as well. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is we think interest rates are going to start heading down sometime in the middle of next year. That's the estimation right now. Why do we think that? Because the Federal Reserve does look at the treasuries or the market. And right now, market rates are lower than the Federal Reserve. So, for example, if the 10-year treasury is trading at 4.5% theoretically, and they're at 5.25%, they're, they're probably going to try to match market rates. If it stays there, they're probably going to have to start to adjust rates down sometime in the middle of, of next year. That means mortgage rates could come down next year as well. Will we ever get back to, I, I have mortgages that are both under 3%. Yep. I mean, I think we're all hoping now like 5, 6 would be incredible. It's very unlikely that any time, even if you look five years out, that we're back below you know 4%, isn't it? Yeah, so let's think about really how we got there. Back in the financial crisis of 2008, the Federal Reserve went on this crazy thing called quantitative easing. And what that really means is they went out and they manipulated the bond market, the interest rates. And so they, it was supposed to be a little one-off thing to get us through the financial crisis, but they got addicted to it, and, sp and those c consumers got addicted to it, and that stuck around for nearly 14 years of them manipulating the markets. Well, now that quantitative easing has ended, and we'll try to get more of a natural rate, it'll be somewhere between where we are today and those unnatural rates of 2%. So I do agree with you that probably 5% will probably be a good rate down the road. And isolating the home market here, Dave, has it ever been more challenging to get into a home now than 
since you've been with Annex? Yeah, well, it's been a long time. But, you know, really what's happening is the supply and demand issue. So uh, just like anything else, it's economics 101. There just isn't enough demand. I'm sorry, there isn't enough supply of homes to match the demand. And that's the reason why even today, you know, in your neighborhood, probably you see a, a house go up. Greg, and all of a sudden you get four or five offers. That is continuing to happen. It's just not as aggressive as it used to be because interest rates are higher. And some people, as John just pointed out, they're in a 3% mortgage. If they're going to go buy a new house and have to go out and get an 8% mortgage, they say, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. And so there just isn't enough houses out there because of that. We are truly in a global economy, a geopolitical situation that plays out every single day. Dave, explain how things that happen far away, like the Hamas attack in Israel or what could happen in Taiwan impact our markets here and our money? Well, it's, there's so many layers to that. Most importantly uh, is sentiment, right? And so consumer sentiment drives GDP in this country. And when people are afraid or they're concerned or they're, they don't know what's going to happen, you can't really go too far to say, are we on the precipice of World War III? I mean, what's Iran doing? Is Russia in, involved? And, in, you know, we've got two flat-top carriers, carrier strike groups right there. I mean, that's no joke. And so people look at that. And you mentioned Taiwan. China is looking over at Taiwan like it's a sausage sandwich. I mean, there, there's yeah. a bunch of stuff happening around the world that can cause consumer concern. And because of that, that changes that changes sentiment. But more importantly, there's economic issues as well. If, if something happens, for example, in Europe, and it affects the, the, the U.S. dollar, that affects what you and I pay, and that, of course, affects the economy. So we're all, we're all interconnected, as you said. Dave, how does, how does Annex try and thread the needle? When you, when you have a month like you did in October, we saw the Dow go from 35000 roughly down to below 33000 Now it's making a nice, strong comeback here, and that's a great thing to see in November. But how do you thread the needle of, of playing defense so that you know, the portfolio doesn't take such a big hit? but also capitalizing on that time where it does bounce back. Yeah, there's really two parts of that. In the first and foremost, Greg, is the fact that you cannot time the market. And why not is because there just isn't too many people ever who have, have successfully done that. One, when you, when you try to time the market, you have to know when to get out, but that's the, one, that's the first decision. The second decision, as you just pointed out, is when to get back in. You have to be right twice. So the way to do that is really to have a core portfolio, and you can tactically around that core make minor adjustments, up or down on some tactical positions, maybe raise some cash if you go in your portfolio and have, you have a stock that's made a lot of money and you think it's fully valued. You can take that one off, and as the market comes back down, redeploy those assets. That's not timing the market. That's just being strategic. That's keeping your finger on the pulse, and there are a number of really good investment advisors that do do that. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. So, Dave, this week a bunch of celebrities came out and they said, we're not leaving our inheritance to our kids. We're giving it all away to charity. And then a couple of others weighed in and said, well, that's selfish. We're, of course, going to make our kids better than we were. You guys helped me at Annex set up our trust and our estate and take care of all of that stuff. What are things that people should think about when they do think about their legacy and their future and what they do with the money when they're no longer here? Yeah, so the, you know, estate planning is what we do with all of our clients, and we think it's important for some obvious reasons. Obviously, we want to make sure that the beneficiaries are set up, that you have some trust, that you've done some tax planning along with that. 
But, you know, in that example, there, you know, you, you have to look at everyone's facts and circumstances. We have clients who are worth a lot, a lot of money. And then we have normal people like you and I, right? And we go through that process and say, how do we do that? Maybe they've given their money to their kids. Maybe their kids are, you know, are well off the way they are. Maybe they've had this conversation. That's an important piece. If you've had this conversation with your kids and your kids go, mom and dad, I'm good, go spend it. I mean, we've had these conversations, but the estate planning process is really a very difficult part. You know, we're going to talk about this tomorrow morning when I'm back in here at 10 o'clock, is the fact that we just saw Jamie Dimon, the famous CEO of J- of J.P. Morgan, said that he's doing some estate planning. And so, we, you know, he sold some of his shares. Why did he do that? He had a highly concentrated position of his own stock, J.P. Morgan. So he's doing some things. But there, there's two parts of this. It's a hard issue. How do you feel about it? And then there's a head issue. What is the math behind it? And you have to, John, you have to go through every one of these with your clients and have these discussions. What's it, your heart issue and what's the head issue? And also, I think if you give you credit today, because not everybody can pull off a turtleneck, and you've done that beautifully. Well, thank you. And you know why today. I'm doing that, because I'm headed over to Hart Park to, for Friday Night Lights. High school uh, football, high school, right? Yes. football. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so I... I <laughs> it's, it's is it really a turtleneck? Uh, it might be a mock turtleneck. It's a mock. Really it might sure. be a mock. But it's a nice it, Under Armour undergarment. It's an under undergarment. Nice. I'll be out there, you know, I'm watching watching the kids play football. So I'm excited about it, and I expect a full report out of the sports department of WTMJ <laughs> tomorrow. And you will get it. And you can check out Dave and his team. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. It'll be on tomorrow, 10 a.m. here on WTMJ. Dave, we always appreciate it when you're with us. Thank you Good. so much. Yeah, thanks for having me.